Welcome to the Bear Cave, a virtual haven of relaxation and inspiration brought to you by the Clumsy Bears NFT Collection. Our project consists of 1,555 Clumsy Bears on the Solana blockchain and celebrates the dynamic passions of modern West Coast urbanites. In this space, we'll be discussing our project as well as a special guest project, the winner of season two on the more launch pad read to earn a very exciting exciting project and we have well my name is k train i am a host and we also have misha as a host misha happy sunday afternoon happy sunday hey guys how you doing today I'm great. I'm great. I'm just excited about the AMA. Uh, we were playing it for a while, and uh, you know we have Aaron here. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if, if we're gonna get um, if Return is gonna join us, but uh, you know, I was gonna have a great space. All right. So we have Aaron up here with us. Hello. Really happy to be here, and um, uh, I'm personally a clumsy bear holder as well. So one of the family as well <laughs> and uh uh congrats I, I know i already congratulated um your clumsy bear for the move uh, more season two and um i think it's been already two weeks time's been going by really fast and again thank you for having me here yes of course thanks for coming on and thank you for the congratulations it's always nice to uh hear somebody is a clumsy bear holder and member of this community and nice to Nice to meet you, man. I, I love hearing that. It's really cool. Yeah, totally. Uh, totally. And uh, just uh, maybe do like a short introduction, Aaron. Um, when did you start with uh, Return? What's your position there? And uh, yeah, just a short introduction about yourself. Sure, sure. Sorry, I forgot to introduce myself. My name is Aaron. I am the ambassador of Re2Earn. Um, Re2Earn launched on December 15th, so it's almost three months since it officially launched. And there's been a lot of up and downs. And to be very honest, we're currently in a downturn, and um, I'm still... Um, confident that we will get back up and we'll have a lot of plans in place uh, and i'm really happy to discuss about our old project today today in for today's ama but of course uh with clumsy bear as well i would like to know more about clumsy bear and uh yeah really happy to be here yeah that's awesome um i mean right now it's just very turbulent i think for many projects especially with everything that's happening with uh uh svb you know uh but can you tell us about a little bit more about how do you find about this project and uh what kind of like got you interested in this project what's uh what for yourself makes this project uh special oh um okay this is gonna be a, a little bit interesting story because um the founders a lot of lots of players don't even know that okay the found one of the co-founder the co-founder's girlfriend is my uh, university classmate. So uh, I saw her posting about this project. So, and they're hiring ambassador. This is way before the project officially launched. So I said, okay, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, 
apply for it. And then uh, they hired me to be one of their ambassadors. And to be very honest, at the beginning, I had a lot of doubt. I had a lot of doubt. And uh, um, I felt like it just looks so much like Stepan. It's, it's during the beta test. And I was asking them, hey, do I get anything if I was doing beta test? And the answer was no, I got nothing. So, And then when I was using the app, I felt like... It's like Steppen, uh, the but not very well crafted Steppen, because the U I, I didn't like the UI. I felt like it's not simple enough. There's a lot, a lot of reasons I was trying to convince myself that I felt like it's not something really. Um, I didn't like it, but then um, as it officially launched, as more and more players started started join, and I saw um, updates. A version updates every single two weeks or so. I st it started to make me feel like the team's really trying to build, and they have they're very good at execution. So built up with my confidence. So I'm getting more involved in the project. Yeah. So this is the story, basically. Yeah, I guess it goes to show that you need to keep in touch with your classmates because you never know <laughs> what someone's know, working yeah. on, <laughs> right? And uh, I feel like lots of projects start in college, you know, just people just get together uh, and just just build companies, you know, and um, you just jump. How early did you jump on board? Like, when was it? Was it like a year ago? Or uh, you no. said they released three months ago, but you, you got yeah. it before, right? It's it's actually in around November, October or November. So I was so shocked because at that time they just started the project like only three months before the official launch. So building the app, it only took them like three or four months. Uh, it was really, really fast. And I was surprised that they announced that they're going to officially launch on December 15th because I felt like there was still flaws and it should be in beta test for a much longer time. But uh, I felt like maybe because at that time there were comp competitors trying to do the same thing. So they launched it. And after they launched it, they were slowly trying to still improve the entire ecosystem or improve the all the functions. So, yeah, it's like a race. Aaron, what uh, what university do you attend? Uh, Syracuse. Syracuse. Do they? Do you know if they offer any cryptocurrency courses yet? I know some of the West Coast schools do, like Stanford. Um, that's a good question because I graduated um back in 2015. So, but I have to mention one thing though. I did remember I wrote one paper about Bitcoin. Only Bitcoin. Uh, it, it was uh, when I was almost graduating, around 2015, 2016. I don't remember. Maybe wow, around that's, 2000. That's early. That's early to be doing some Bitcoin research, right on, man. Yeah, that's very early. That was very early, and I still regret my decision because I wasn't studying very hard. And when the professor asked me to write a paper about that, I just Googled Bitcoin. And all I saw online, like literally, they were all criticisms from uh, JP Morgan, I remember, and from all kinds of uh, media. They were just criticizing, saying it's nonsense or it doesn't make sense. So at that time, I didn't take it seriously. But today, if I look back, I understand why all the banks uh, were criticizing it because they knew the potential or they knew if, if it's really uh, become something, it will become a threat to centralized banks. So that's why they were using whatever it takes to uh, step down or something like that. But anyways, I missed the opportunity to become financial free. So, <laughs> yeah.
yeah, you never know. With Bitcoin, like, we, like I guess 99% of the people were doubters back in 2015. So, like, you shouldn't be hard on yourself. That's why, like, I guess like, only, like, 0.1% were, like, real hodlers. And as you said, yeah, I think the, the, the banks were kind of, like, feel threatened by the... By the way, the Bitcoin operated, you know, with uh, like trustless transactions without KYC, without like uh, any any control that banks usually have over like the financial um, um, system or something. I know, right? Uh, but honestly, even if I held Bitcoin at that time, I think I would either lose my private key or I would lose the information. So it doesn't matter, really, really matter anymore. I feel like I wouldn't be able to hold it today. Oh man, yeah, yeah. That's that takes time. But uh, so, how did you got into crypto after after that? Like, when was your like like re-entry point after two thousand fifteen? I think it's around two thousand seventeen. I don't remember if it was sixteen or seventeen, but definitely, uh, yeah, either seventeen or before. Uh, it's just from media because Bitcoin was going up a lot, um, and then. I started to do some research and then I started to buy them. Um, but at that time, it was just being up to, uh, up to, like, not a really investment, just trying to take advantage or trying to take the risk, but not then anything, like, an, not treating it as an investment. But then um, I think it had a crash. When I've, I had two, I experienced two crash. I forgot the exact year. I'm sorry. I'm not very good at my memory, but one of them went down a lot. And then I quitted the market and then it started to go back up again. The second time when it went up, I think it was already 68,000 or 66, 68. And it was that bull market that really made me believe in it. And uh, even till today, I don't, I'm still, I, I even got some. Bitcoin mining uh, operations going on. I believe in the long term. Um, yeah, that's how I got into crypto. Yeah, to be honest, I don't blame you. We're all, we're all trying to forget our like financial mistakes. <laughs> I remember like like maybe like four or five years ago, I lost like a lot in stocks. I was trading a bunch, and I don't even want to remember that year. You know, <laughs> it's just back in the memory somewhere. And uh, I think Katrin also. Like, we all had those experiences. For sure, I know. Um, so, yeah. So, are you in a, in the crypto full time right now, or you or do you have a full time job? What's your um, yeah? I actually, I'm still working full time now. Um, I was thinking if return really um becomes a thing. I mean, if it has a if it really like the governance token go on to some centralized exchange and it really become a um, Market a company with it, um, huge market cap doesn't have to be a lot. Maybe like top hundred or top two hundred. I will quit and work for the, the company, but it seems to be a very very tough road to um, ahead. So I do work full time. I work in the retail industry. Uh, it's very different from what I'm interested in, which is crypto. Every day I look at my, I talk to my managers. I feel like if I were you guys, I would definitely just issue a token. And then instead of doing all those kind of, you know, um, points collection system that are so outdated. <laughs> I know, I always feel like they were just so old fashioned the way they do it. It's like you're co collecting points by shopping. It's a way... Yeah, crypto will take over. I always think about this, how crypto can change the retail industry. But there's no way I will rec uh, suggest this to my 
managers because they they're just gonna fire me or think I have some mental kind of mental mental issues. <laughs> <laughs> This guy's talking about putting crypto into the Calvin Klein card. He's crazy. Get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, man. I, I think it's coming. I think we're already seeing, you know, Starbucks and things like that pop up. It's it's just a matter of time. Yeah, hopefully. Um, but I think retail will be one of the last industry that will um, adopt crypto. There will all the other industries will go ahead first because retail is just way too old fashioned and is just very uh, a slow moving industry. Like if, if I'm in it, and then I can tell how the IT system in general. Is behind, um, you know, a lot of retail companies. I can't, uh, they already got hacked in the past, and they were being um, fine. They were not being uh, threatened to pay certain bitcoin amount of bitcoins um, because they were being targeted simply just because they don't care about IT security. Lots of lots of retail companies. Yeah, I guess that that's why one of the reasons why Amazon wants to do it first, and that maybe they're gonna do a big push on that with their like NFT marketplace and with like uh, tying NFTs to uh, retail products. You know, you buy something, you get NFT, or you get NFT and you get something. So, um, and yeah, as 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 Caitlin mentioned, Starbucks as well. So yeah, it's it's gonna come no matter what. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe like in a year or two, your manager will be like, "Okay, who's here knows how to how does work and how how are we gonna implement this? We need a person to figure it out for us." Yeah. So maybe maybe it's gonna be your end. Yeah, I'll be designing the tokenomics. I'll be so excited to do that, but not gonna be one and two years for sure. Probably ten years, hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're we're all looking forward to this to be honest because you know I feel yeah. like regular retail is boring. You know, we just get stuff, uh, return stuff. There's like no, um, it's it's not it's not interesting in the way that Web three is. And by the way, you pinned the tweet. Can you tell us more about that giveaway that you're um that you pin on top? Yeah, sure. So um, as we all know, reading is something that has um cultural barrier. Because if you even if uh, we have ChatGPT today to translate different into different languages, um, but if you're reading a book um, not in your own language or without some kind of professionals uh, translating for you, it's hard for you to really feel the content. So Return is trying to break that cultural barrier now by um, publishing Russian books because we have a very Active Russian community, and we are also publishing Japanese books as well as Japanese comic books. They can already be voted. Um, the the mangas can be read, and I mean mangas are easy. They can actually be translated by ChatGPT in so you can read it in any language. So it's not just words that you're reading. Uh, on our platform, you can read all kinds of different things. Even photo album with all um, with if it's a celebrity, they can put in their own album with all kinds of um, thoughts and ideas in it. So there's a lot of there's no limitations and there's a lot of possibilities. Uh, we believe contents can be made into NFT as well, and contents themselves can have consensus. Just like clumsy bears, you have different traits, right? If um like or different NFT projects. If some uh, the if the same traits become a DAO, then for one kind of book like Game of Thrones, we can make the Game of Thrones DAO if the, we if they publish their book on our platform. So we want to make uh, content um, 
into NFTs and have them traded on our platform. Yeah, to be honest, like as you mentioned, like Clumsyverse has uh, attributes as well, and I feel like some people wanted to make a DAO out of、uh, Clumsyverse that have、uh, rainbow、uh, glasses to make them like rainbow hunters NFTs or something. <laughs> so yeah, I I feel you. This is this is one of the options that we're exploring as well. And like for the person who just starts with return, like who just wants to try it out, like how what's what's the kind of, like steps that a person needs to take to kind of, like try it out or、um, start using it. Um, I think the first step would be just to download the app. First, just make sure you use the、uh, Discord official link on Discord, and once you log in, there's you can get a free book.、Um, you can read the book for free for one day.、Uh, choose any book, and you can earn some of our RCM tokens. But of course, you cannot withdraw those tokens、um, because otherwise, I would just register like one thousand accounts and. Um, keep getting doing the same thing, but yeah, you can try out and see how the GameFi model works here.、Um, we do believe GameFi model works in NFT marketplace. So again, I want to mention that、uh, Return is an NFT trading marketplace,、um, but not just trade, not trading pictures. Oh, I mean, not trading、um, JPEGs, but actually trading contents、um, or books. So, GameFi model works. We we saw it from Blur already. Um, but it, Blur is a little bit different, but it also uses to, use the token to encourage or promote liquidity. So Return is doing the same thing.、Um, you have a GameFi model to promote people to purchase NFTs and use them to、um, earn tokens within the app. You can also rent your book to other people to earn BNB income. So there's lots of、uh, ways you are having a game theory, theory not against the team, but actually against other users. So renting is one of the most important feature. And、um, if for for those of users who are not willing to invest a lot into、uh, a book, which is like 1.7 BNB right now, you can rent it for a very low price, but you can also earn some RCM token. Do you do you know how much of、um, an inspiration Stepin was、uh, for the creators? Oh, a lot.、Um, that's why when I when I first was trying the app, I felt like it looked so much like Stepin.、Um, so basically, both founders they were really fans of Stepin from the very beginning when it、uh, when Stepin was launched.、Uh, I was one of them as well, and.、Um, So they really loved the concept and the idea of Stepin. That's why they were building an ecosystem or economic system that's、um, very similar to Stepin. But they also made some changes in、uh, mechanisms or systems to avoid some certain risks.、Um, for example, the efficiency on Stepin shoes is something that is a deciding factor for your earnings.、Um, At that time, I remember some users were using like twenty phones, thirty phones, and they just have one NFT in each of their phone,、um, and they hired people. I was I was still remembering they hired people at colleges to like to to run for them or something like that. So it it actually creates a huge selling pressure for the GST token, and it just.、Um, 
make it really hard for GST price to be sustainable. But for Re2Earn, they made some changes. The efficiency is not on NFT. The efficiency attribute is on account. So if you want to create 100 accounts on 100 phones, each account you need to upgrade your own efficiency um, by its, uh, every, you, for every single account. So then this way you are consuming the RCM, which is our to in-game token, um, but not just like sending NFT to every account. Um, I, I don't know if I explained it very clearly, but basically there's a lot of strategies they used to avoid certain risks. Yeah, no, that's that's really cool. That's a that's an interesting way to avoid the uh, the multi accounting. So yeah, that's that's something that they definitely saw was a kind of a, a hurdle for stepping in, and, and you guys implemented you know a different mechanism, like you said to kind of fight that. That's really cool, man. I like that. Thank you. Yeah, and I think Stepan did something uh, similar. I mean, after, you know, right now you can, like, move the gem upgrade chances and then it's going to be tied to your account. So you can, like, burn GMT to do it. Um, but, yeah, I, I wonder, like, what if uh, Stepan did something similar when they started? But it's just it's so hard to predict, I guess. <laughs> I yeah, I think every single generation of GameFi, um, there will be another GameFi coming out to improve based on the current system return as well. Just like Stepan improved based on Axie Infinity and returns trying to improve on top of Stepan. It's like different generations. They will keep improving on each other. But of course, Stepan also made a lot of changes um, that are doing a lot of work like the rainbow shoes and also like fusion features. Um, so there's no more hyperinflation. And it just, it's, it's just such a pity that they did it um, a little bit late. But at that time, Stepan was really, really popular. And the running itself is something that's global. This is different from reading. Um, you can run the, this project of Stepan just become popular all over the world at the same time. So the amount of users of flinging were really, really high at that time. But for Re2Earn, they can focus on one market at a time. So we were focusing on the Chinese community first, and then we started to launch Russian and Japanese books. Actually, we have a very strong Russian uh, community right now. One of the most popular authors in Russia um, is signing with us and uh, she might be launching a book on our platform and you will bring a lot of Russian readers from web to industry. And um, so we can focus on one market at a time to avoid um, hyperinflation. And, but it could also be an issue because when the pay, the pace or progress is too slow, uh, you're losing existing users. So it's a, it's a double edged sword. Uh, are you guys getting some uh, books in English as well, or it's it's uh, it's in the plans right now? Uh, sorry, could you repeat that? Sure. Are you what 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 about you, like your plans on getting books in English or something? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah of course. We do have uh, like almost ten English books, maybe seven, eight English books on the market right now, and we're using ChatGPT to translate. Um, books into English, so some of the other book, books in other languages, uh, there will be English version, and we already have many English books signed, but we just didn't 
launched them yet because um, as I previously explained that we're looking for the right time and we're penetrating one market at a time instead of trying to be greedy and get all of the users from uh, everywhere all at once because that way you might just not be able to get anyone. Um, one more thing to mention is that we are ch uh, for the new version upgrade that's coming next week it will be in the week of march 20th around march 20th um there will be a huge changing factor so readers and users will be the ones to decide which books they are being to be launched for now we are already using our governance token wcm to vote which book to go on next but then after the next big update and anyone can mint any English books or any Spanish books, French, whichever language, as long as they have the new book scroll, which is coming, which you can get from the loot boxes when you read books. So it goes back to Web3 um, and it goes back to decentralization. Any new books publication will not be depending on the team. It will depend on us as readers and users. As long as this book has demand from readers, um, and it should be published. You can even publish your own book and mint it yourself. But um, if it's if you feel like it's worth it for you. So, Aaron, I have a, I have a question, kind of with um, updates coming up, and I, I don't know if you're if if you if you know this or not. But when I first heard about Read to Earn, I heard that, um, or I was reading that that you guys were going to launch on the Sui Network. And I yes. just saw you guys kind of tweeting about that. Do you know right. like how that started? Because you guys were one of the first people I heard talking about that network. And now that's a layer one that I'm really bullish on and excited to uh, to get in that. And we've got Clumsy Bear holders that have used the the testnet uh, testnet two. What what's the what's the plan? What's the thought? What's what's uh, what's everything you know about Read to Earn going on the Sui network? I'm really curious. Yes, I do know the details. Um, so first of all, Return is not planning to launch a different realm on different chains, layer one chains. Um, unlike Stepan, that's on Ethereum, on Solana, and on BSC, um, Return is not trying to do different realms. However, for NFTs, uh, as I previously mentioned, every single book will have its their own DAO. So there will be nfts that are that we will launch on the sui chain um they're gonna they will be able to be traded on the sui marketplace any nft marketplace sui as well but it's not that gonna it's not gonna be a different realm so every single book like we'll just use some book name as an example the great gatsby all the owners of that nfts can have can uh, will form a DAO and vote which chain you want to launch that book on and you can only choose one. So if they all vote Sui, then you can, then that book NFT will be on Sui chain. And if another book, uh, Harry Potter, will, will, will is voted on Solana, then they will be traded on Solana, on more marketplace, on or Magic Aiden. So users will be the ones to decide what your NFTs, uh, which chain you want your NFTs to be on. Basically, this is the plan and. Um, However, I'm very. I got it. A very clear information from the founder that they're not going to do a different round. They think it's not necessary and um, they, it's not in their plan. I hope that answers your question, Katrin. 
Yeah, yeah, big time. That's really cool. I, I love how you guys how you have like different ideas that are that are similar to stepping like you're you're talking about realms but it's different do you know why sui network uh is the team super bullish on that network do they know people that are uh you know on the creating team why why sui network i sui is one of the most popular chain and in my very personal opinion i think it's going to be more popular or you will have a stronger ecosystem than aptos okay personal uh thoughts okay not financial advice not, <laughs> yeah i, just I love that. hearing that I yeah love hearing and that. I, I feel the same dude i feel the same do you know the founder of sui which university he graduated from you should check it out Is it Syracuse? From, yes <laughs> <laughs> right you know, on I know, uh, right? I know. You, you can check it. Of course, he's like 10, 20 years um, earlier. Like he graduated so much earlier than me. But anyways, yeah, I feel like Sui has a lot of potential. And um, uh, very frankly speaking, I think Return team knows the potential of Sui itself. So that's why they're promoting it or they're collaborating with the products on Sui so they can get more exposure to um, the Web3 users. Um, yeah, because they're bullish about it, and that's why they're taking advantage of the uh, popularity of uh, the, all those projects on Sui Network. But um, I don't think, they, again, and they're not planning to launch another realm on Sui. Um, but I do believe in Sui as well. I was one of the very early users who were doing tests. Um, I have a Sui wallet with me. However, I do believe there's no way they will do a, an airdrop like Aptos. And I'm not very... I don't think they will do that. Um, do yeah, you have any they, thoughts? Yeah. Do you think they will do it? No. Uh, I mean, they've been clear not that they're not going to, but I think uh, I think it's possible. Like uh, I know I've been using the testnet in you know hopes that they do an airdrop, but uh, I like that they don't. That I like that they say that they that they didn't, and um, I hope they do. But. I mean, they got a great team. Like, I'm super bullish on them just like you. Did you guys have anybody uh, from Read to Earn go to ETH Denver? Because I know Sui had, like, a little party get-together there. Yeah, they I don't think so. Uh, they, they, want, they wanted me to go there, but I had some personal issue going on. Um, so it's very uh, – it's such a pity that I couldn't go. Um, I hope – I see – I'll see if I can go to the uh, NFT LA. But um, – yeah, I'm still, like I mentioned earlier, I'm still having a full-time job with myself. Um, it's kind of hard. I'm saving my vacation for my family to go to either Las Vegas or New York City or something like that. So I'll see if I can go there. Um, but yeah, the team did say um, they wanted me to go there and uh, to help promote the project. That's really cool, man. That's that's bullish news when a team is uh is sending you know ambassadors and, and team members to these uh type of Web three events. That's that's really cool, dude. Good job uh, saving up money for the family vacation too. Way to be <laughs> way to be responsible. <laughs> me and Misha no, are spending all of our me and Misha are spending all of our money on NFTLA, so no family vacation for us. <laughs> oh, actually, I'm confirmed that I will be going to um, LA, but it's not going to be this year. It will be late next year, maybe mid or late next year. Uh, we're opening a huge store in LA, um, so I'll be moving there. I'm already planning, started to plan, and uh, yeah, so I know a lot of you guys are somewhere in LA. 
or West wow. Coast. I'm going to lay Catron uh, in Portland, but Catron is considering moving to LA as well. So yeah, when you when you get here, just hit me up. <laughs> I'll see you in real life <laughs> for sure. And I got to get yeah. that rain, rainbow sneaker before I can afford LA. <laughs> Uh, let me know which area I should um, get a property at. I mean, I'm I'm just so new there, and um, uh, which area is 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 like cost efficient, but also yeah. a good area. <laughs> yeah. People get closer to work because, like you know, it's hard. To, it's it's hard to kind of something. Uh, I got to choose between San Francisco and LA. Like, which one should I choose? Any recommendations? No, LA is better for sure. San Francisco is more expensive. It's cold, cold in San Francisco. Uh, yeah, it's you know. I'm in Toronto, man. Like San Francisco is not cold for me. It's gonna be heaven for me. <laughs> Wait, why? Because Wait, San Francisco. Right I'm in Toronto. Oh, Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> Like anything of the Toronto is like a paradise. <laughs> I know. Hey, Toronto's been named as like uh, I think it was last year, like uh, one of the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like one of the most diverse food capitals of the world. So shout out to Toronto. Yeah. I need to go to a Raptors game. Um, yeah, I've been to a Raptors game, but diversified food is nothing. Like it's like the city cannot come up with anything better. They just use that as an attraction to people for people. The weather here is just so terrible. You're still it's still snowing. It's literally snowing today. You know that? And I I have to shovel the the driveway and my lower back hurts. <laughs> hurts so much. Yeah, you need to you need to get down to LA, man. You sound like me. I'm in Portland and Oregon. It just rains here. It's just, it's just like 40 degrees and rain every day from like September to May. It's just. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. Um, it's actually my wife's idea. She wants to go to LA. So, okay. Then I sign up for the program and then I'll be, I'll be going there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have some friends uh, that moved from Toronto here. Uh, so, it's definitely a good move. Uh, we also had a guest from Toronto. No, Katrin, we had someone from uh, Toronto as a guest. I don't remember who, though. Yeah, I was trying to think who it was because um, I mentioned, I think, it, was it somebody from... Um, Maybe it was it, me. The, the Looney? It could have been. Face? I, don't, I don't know. How's no, the rent def- backing away, by the way? Quick question. Actually, sorry. I think I knew who it was. I think it... Never mind. I don't know who it is. <laughs> yeah, just so many of guests. We had like uh, that episodes, probably like ten guests. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, Aaron, you were the first time here, so I don't think it was you. Like your first time on the on the very oh. So, um, but going back to Sue Network, like for the people who doesn't know really anything about Sue Network, what's like the main um, maybe advantages or features that like other networks doesn't have? Maybe something that BSC doesn't have. Maybe it's like speed or uh, scalability or um, I don't know, something like that. Uh, one thing, I, I don't know that much about Sui as well. I, either, to be honest, I just know that they're, they are having a lot of, um, they are really popular and favored by lots of users and everyone's just excited and waiting for it. Well, I do know that, if correct me if I'm wrong, okay, you can run a node 
if you have an M2 chip uh, MacBook. Uh, did, does anyone know about it? Basically, you can run a node if you just, you don't have to have a crazy setup of a computer. You just need an M2 chip MacBook to to run a node um, in the in the in the test net, but also in the main net as well when it launched. Yeah, I think we signed up for the program. To be honest, from technical side, I don't know either like how it works or what do you need to run a node. But yeah, to be honest, I I have I have my old MacBook. It's like five years old and uh, it still runs. But yeah, I heard that M two MacBooks they're like so much faster and they can do some of the you know um. some of the basic operations so much faster than like a uh, older chips, you know, because they kind of somehow integrated into the whole like Apple ecosystem or something. And uh, they just work better with Apple software. So, Yeah, and but... I also saw some of the games on Sui Network. I think GameFi's. There, the graphic was amazing. I don't know if it's because I don't think it's uh, related to network, but it just shows how strong the ecosystem they have. They're having. Uh, the graphics looks like the Hogwarts Legacy, and is I think they are built. It's a built-in GameFi system as well. So, just randomly saw it on Twitter. Yeah, to be honest, I need to look more into the games on 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 in Web three. I just looked at this uh game. Was it Farmwell or something? Like it's like a farming simulator in Web three, and uh, to be honest, it, I loaded up on my browser and it was like a little bit slow. Like so, I was, I mean, I'm look. I'll I'll be looking more into that. You know, gaming on Web three, and I think it has like a big future as well. Mm. Well, you gotta you gotta meet uh, Crypto Stash when we go to NFT LA. Misha, he's gonna be there. His channel, like he he goes through so many games on his channel. It's a, if you're if you're looking for you know game fire play to earn, Crypto Stash is the guy to watch. Crypto Stash, I'm gonna search it. Yeah, Katrin, just just point me to that person, and we'll just talk. <laughs> That's the guy I was telling you about. Uh, that he's like he's like. my hero like got me into really researching crypto and then i talked to him and he got into the binance stepping realm at the very peak <laughs> it's like i just feel so bad about it but yeah he did not you know never financial advice but Is it crypto he stash? knows that what is it crypto stash.com? uh i mean he's on youtube i don't know if he has a crypto stash.com Like, is, is he like with a mustache? Do you with a mustache? Yeah, crypto stash, S T A C H E. Yeah, I, I just found him. Yeah. So Oh, like yeah, every I saw him. other games, any Web3 games or like anything that you're following, like maybe like NFT trends or something? Um, I mean, Steppen, and I, I did Steppen, and then now I fully, I, I, I played the, I wasn't, I didn't play it, the, the BXN or BNX, I was looking, did a lot of, uh, looking at a lot of posts and research about it. And um, I was reading a lot of inf information about different GameFi projects, and they were all trying to say that um, GameFi models um, is it's hard to for GameFi models to work, and uh, X to earn should become something like X and earn. So the main focus should be trying to develop the gaming experience itself instead of the fine fi part which is like finance part um it should be something that you play you have a lot of fun and you earn uh, very you earn a small amount 
uh, of rewards instead of something that makes like uh, becomes like it's not very fun to play, but you it's just pure gamble not gambling but pure Ponzi that makes and have a huge amount of income if you're just getting early. So it's it's the trend that I've I've um I've seen on Twitter. Um, and to be honest, I don't know if they're what they're saying is true or not. And um, but I do believe DeFi and GameFi still has a long way to go, and it will be more uh, popular in an it will be more favored in the next bull run than just trading cryptos themselves. Yeah, I think we see more of the like you said, not a you know X to earn, but X and earn, like like games being built on the blockchain for the sake of ownership, not for the sake of, uh, you know, creating wealth from, from playing the game, just like, right. We'll we'll own the NFTs. And if you want to be somebody that crafts, um, kind of like with stepping, like if you want to be someone that crafts gems and great shoes, then you can make money that way. Um, and I, I think we'll, I think we'll see a lot more games that are more like that, that are, that are fun and not so, um, earn driven. And by the way, you mentioned that we can like self-publish books. So is there like any requirements for books English, maybe like in terms of like size, you need to be like a hundred pages or something to publish it or like, how is it going to work? Yeah, I think you need to, your book needs to be um, long enough Your for readers to read them. They have to flip pages, flip pages, right? If the book is too short, um, they won't even be able to earn enough tokens. In, after even they finish your book so that will become an issue and the book should also like um launching your own book doesn't mean that you can write a book and you launch it right away i think there will be certain um system that they're still going to go through and make sure this book is readable and it's not something that's it's i mean it's ethical i guess and it's something readable uh, to readers but other than that, I don't think there's a lot of requirements because the main goal of this project is to um, break, to make it easy for authors and writers to make income. Um, because in today's world, you will see that the, the main publishers of books are pretty much monopolizing the market. And there are a lot of talented writers uh, or authors that they cannot even get their books signed or, or they cannot make a very good amount of income. If you walk into a bookstore, you will always see that the first book or the book that it's most popular at the front is written by a celebrity. Um, but there are t talented writers that's been writing their whole life. It's just that they don't have a interesting experience, life experience, or so they're not as popular, as famous as the, as the others. But that doesn't mean that they should not have a chance. It should not be those publishers to decide which books should be uh, sold or which books should be more popular. It should be readers, us as um, the readers to decide. That's why we're making this platform to have transparency. Um, authors earn part of the transactions volumes or transactions of their own book as an income. Uh, it's been quite transparent and also there's no censorship because you know in some countries there are books that you cannot publish because of political reasons. Um, that's one of this are the that are these are the main problems or things that we're trying to solve, and that's how we create values for um, writers. 
Uh, yeah, I think I we, the the one of the season one projects, Bubble Observers. I think they were focused on uh, writing maybe short stories or something. And uh, do you guys plan to maybe partner with other uh, creators or NFT projects that focus on creating like maybe short stories or? I think so. Uh, yeah. More? If we'll definitely collab, um, not just with content creators, but with maybe other platforms, we'll see how it works. That's why we're also launching on more platform. Um, we feel like certain users will definitely get used to the, our systems or much faster because it's they have similar mechanisms and um, they will understand the project the meaning of the project the only difference is that uh, to every single book nft that you have you're owning part of the uh, copyright of that book so for future ip value or any commercial value uh, the income will be going to the nft holders instead of the writers because the writers the author no longer owns any copyright and that creates a lot of uh, future potential or imagination for those NFT holders. You're not just holding an NFT, you're actually holding part of the copyright. Yeah, totally. And I think we had uh, Jennifer from Crossman last uh, last week or two weeks ago. And I think she, she's a sci-fi writer as well, right, Katrin? Yeah, yeah, that's a good memory, Misha. She is, yeah. Yeah, I should okay. definitely learn more about uh, Return. Yeah, you should definitely publish her book on our platform, and then uh, we can we can uh, we can promote or we can vote for her book to be published. And then, if you like her book, you can mint more of her book. More books being minted means more uh, transaction volume because she gains income. She earns income whenever her books got rented out or being purchased by other users. So any user, like if I rent from you, Misha, uh, then she gets money. If you buy the from me, which is her book, she also earns money. And they're being paid by BNB uh, very consistently. So a lot, that's why a lot of a lot of authors now are competing to publish on our platform. Uh, we, in order to get us get the readers to vote for them, they will say like the first two months of uh, BNB income will not be going to the author himself. He will distribute them to all the NFT holders. Or if you vote for him, he will give a real book um, as a gift and mail it to other all the NFT holders. Something like that. So um, that's what. Basically, the ecos. The, I think it's very a, a very good com and competitive environment, and it makes authors want to sign up with us because they know how much income they can make by publishing their books on our platform. Yeah, totally, totally. And but by the way, do you guys have any competitors? Because I I think I tried to look for. Uh, I did my research, tried to find like some similar project. I couldn't. I couldn't. Are you guys the only ones that are doing something like return? Yes, I think the only one. There are some similar projects, but not the same concept, even though their names are similar. So we're the first and only in the, on the market now. But I want, uh, I do want to mention that it's not because we are, um, not because they don't like there are not uh, other companies or other like I mean other. Uh, Web3 companies not interested in it. It's just that reading or contents re of reading themselves are still 
are a little bit old-fashioned, just like retail, what I was talking about. You know, uh, KPEGs are so much easier to build consensus, like I mentioned, mentioned, like you mentioned earlier about the rainbow glasses. It just makes the community really strong if you hold the same attributes of NFT. But in order to build consensus on a certain book, like uh, Great Gatsby, you have to first finish the book. And for today, for today's world, how many people is willing to have the patience of finishing a um, two hundred thousand word book? And, and but we do have some readers who like reading, and once they finish the same book, they like to discuss a lot about the book, and they have a, they feel like they have a very close distance with the author because the authors will have his own group chat or something, and you you feel like in Web two there's no way you can have such a close distance with authors or writers themselves, but here in Web three, um, authors know that their their income depends on the readers. Because if the readers, if they build a good relationship with readers, the readers will mint more of his books and also uh, more willing to rent them out. So they will have a higher income. That's why the authors are always trying to please, not maybe not please, but trying to build a closer relationships uh, with readers. And this is something unique um, in the Web3 industry or in the Return um, platform. Yeah, definitely. If you guys can like implement some of the features, as you said, like a group chat or like for uh, writers to build those like small clubs within the app, I think it's gonna boost the engagement for sure. Yeah, we're doing that already for the, but it's not gonna be the next coming version. It will be probably three point oh, because social features are a huge, and it's really hard to build. Like if you don't build it really well, it's just gonna only gonna make it worse. But yes, definitely doing that. Social file, let's go. Uh, by the way, I know guys, social file, right? <laughs> yeah. If anyone in the listeners want to ask any questions, you're free to come up and ask a question. And uh, also, you can comment uh, if you want to comment something. Uh, we'll be reading comments right now. And just also want to mention another thing: we have a raffle uh, connected to this post. So, like, to enter the raffle, you need to follow Retweet, follow Comzy Bears, like, retweet. And uh, we're going to be ruffling, um, uh, what is it? I'm sorry, 100 <laughs> WCM tokens. So it's a governance token of a R2N and uh, five winners going to get 20 each. And I think we'll do the raffle 24 hours after this post. So you okay. can. Sure. Hold. I, I do yeah. want to mention though, Misha, that um, the winners have to register their email with the app. It's very easy. They just download the app, they register because WCM is not on the chain yet. So you will be directly airdropped into their account, um, which means they have to register and return an account, but um, it's free to register and it's quite simple. And then um, it might take a little bit time, but be patient if you, you will get your WCM airdrop drop eventually, definitely before it goes on chain. Um, so I just want to make it really transparent and clear from the beginning in case um, the people who win got, you know, uh, frustrated that they haven't got it or something. Is there a, a timeline or a roadmap for the, uh, that government's WCM. token being listed? Yeah, um, the pre they did have a timeline, um, but then um, it's during the bear market. It's really, really hard because uh, the team's not trying to launch WCM on decentralized exchange. They want to go straight to centralized exchanges. And, you know, for centralized exchange, um, 
launch, you have to nego- negotiate a lot of terms. And during a bear market, they just the terms are very. I mean, you can do it, but then they will ask for a lot of things. I cannot expose the details, but um, the teams rather would rather wait and be patient. And when it they grow fast and uh, when they grow strong. They have more negotiation power against those big exchanges. It's just very simple and straightforward. When you are strong, you're not begging them. They will be begging you to launch their platform. But when you're still not having a very strong user base, um, you, it's like they they don't take you take you seriously. But it also shows that the team is patient and not trying to do a quick rug pull, because if they gonna... want to make some yeah, if they want to make some quick cash, it's quite easy for them to just launch WCM, which is a governance token during the peak of the RCM. RCM during the peak last time, last month was around $4 each, and it's only the utility token. So imagine if they launched WCM at that time, how much quick cash they can grab. But they didn't do that, and um, um, they were still patient. Um, and I, I kind of yeah, like that's... that, but of course I am. Yeah, go ahead. That, no, I was going to say that's really bullish, and I, I agree. That's something that Stefan really taught me um, being with them early. You know, they didn't want their utility token, you know, first the utility token came first. They weren't trying to, like, get it on exchanges. They weren't out there trying to pump it. Um, same with when GMT came about. They handled it the same way. And now when I get into new projects or I'm researching new projects, if they're out there pumping their coin, like, before their project even is out there, I get a little, a little nervous, and, I get and it. maybe almost, almost a red flag. So that's, uh, that's good news that uh, the team is um, slowing into the launch of the governance token. I like that. Yeah, I totally get it, man. I, I've seen so many projects that haven't even. They just got some pictures posted, and they haven't got anything, and they already uh, launching, publishing uh, their tokens, like not just even one, like multiple tokens on the decentralized exchange. And um, and this, they didn't even lock their liquidity pool, and it just make it really uh, risky for us to enter. Like, I don't think it's it's kind of fishy. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, do you have any other questions, Katrin? I think uh, we're coming closer to an hour time mark. Man, time flies when you're having fun. What a great guest. <laughs> And I'm we'll having a lot of fun Aaron with you guys on. too, man. We'll I really to can't wait to see, on. yeah, meet you guys in LA. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll have to have you back on and just talk about uh, you know, Web three in general. It sounds like you're pretty um, educated in the in the space and someone that's you know been in the crypto space for a long time. It's always fun to pick their brain. So we appreciate it. I'm just. Um... Yeah, I'm just interested. It's, it's something that I'm enthusiastic about, and uh, I am interested in the anything crypto related or Web three related. And uh, very honestly, I don't know the future of, of it, but I'm really happy to be part of the history or part of it um, as it develops. I don't know if it's gonna be really something massive, because if you look at the entire market cap of crypto in general, it's still less than one trillion. It's not a lot. It's only one third of an apple, I guess. Um, hopefully, you'll become something mainstream. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, mean, I think we got a long ways to go. There's a question in the comments. Someone was asking okay. if it's only for uh, Russian and Japanese. I think they were probably talking about the languages. 
Right. Um, of course, no. We have English books on the market. We have ch um, Chinese books. We have um, books for Taiwan, uh, users from Taiwan to read. And uh, we have Japanese and Russian books. Um, if you have a certain language that you are preferred, feel free to send me a um, direct message. And uh, we will look into more books in your own, from your own demographics because we do want to break the cultural barrier um, between different languages. And this will be something that, that can be done on Web3 with ChatGPT as an engine. No, you go. <laughs> I was going to say, very cool. Thanks a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm out. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Uh, yeah, Aaron. Thank you so much for coming. We we'll definitely would like to have you as as a guest. You know, on our like a regular episode, just talk about DeFi, GameFi, just yeah, anything Web three related, and maybe a lot of you move to Los Angeles. You know, <laughs> I think to, it's like you basically just moving from a different country. It's you know, lots of people would like to learn about the experience because lots of people, you know, trying different jobs, trying different uh, traveling around, and you know, trying different like cities to live in. I will, they would definitely would love to hear from your experience. Um, yeah, so like, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you everyone for coming. Uh, take part in the, don't forget to take part in the giveaway. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow at uh, 10 a.m. PST, 6 p.m. UTC for the next episode of The Bear Cave. Thanks for having me, guys. Um... Thanks, Aaron. Peace out, my bears. Thank you, guys. Bye.